Hi, I'm Jolie. And I'm Ian. And we're the hosts of Jolie and Ian Fight About Stuff. Which is just here to prove that couples do fight in healthy relationships. Sometimes about inane stuff. Mostly about inane stuff. But today we're talking about something very important. Which is... Well, actually, what I'm going to say is that I think this episode is going to be titled Our Hypothetical Children, because we don't have kids, and we also don't know if we want them, but we have a lot of opinions about how we should raise them should they appear. Yeah, and uh, if they did appear, I'm not sure how it would go. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, I think you'd be a really good dad. Yeah, you'd probably be a really good mom. I'm not as sure about that as you are. We probably just yell at each other here and there. I just don't think I'm very patient. Yeah, you do need patience with kids. I mean, I guess you could, you know, it's better to be feared than loved. But, uh, you know. See, I'm it's better to be feared than loved. And you're it's better to be feared than loved. I want people to be afraid of how much they love me. Yes, that is absolutely the case. Anyway. What we're going to do is go through some of our biggest fights about how to raise our hypothetical children, and we could get through up to three fights in the next 30 minutes, or just one, or half of one, depending on how animated we get. Yes, and I don't actually think we'll make it to all the arguments at all. All right. The first one is a big one. It is, what if your kid's ugly? Should you tell them if they ask? No. <laughs> you, should, you should say, no, you're very pretty. So you want to lie to them? No. It's First of all, the definition of pretty or beautiful or whatever is already pretty enigmatic. And second, even... Okay, maybe yes, I would lie to them. Even if we did have a good definition. And like, we what if it was really obvious? What if they didn't have a nose? Okay. What if they essentially looked like a small childlike version of Lord Voldemort? That's great. I feel I, bad that I said Lord Voldemort. I feel like that gave him too much respect. I'm going to go back to a small childlike version of ancient Tom Riddle. Mm-hmm. At what price do we have to tell the truth? Because that's going to kill that kid. I'm not saying we should tell them we're they're ugly. Like, no, sweetie. You're ugly. I'm saying that we should probably not lie to them about being pretty because also who the fuck cares if you're pretty? We should be telling our children to value better things about themselves and how pretty they are. That is an unrealistic (laughs) approach to human nature. If you tell somebody they're ugly, even if they're like, Oh, I don't care in deep, deep, deep down in the insides, you're like that one hurt. Okay. And it's going to screw up the kid. Here's me. It's going to screw up the kid. (laughs) Here's me. I am your noseless, earsless child that only has two weird tufts of hair. What happened to our kid? That kind of comes out looking like a swastika if you look from above. I am, objectively speaking, the most hideous creature you have ever encountered. (laughs) There is nothing cute about me. And let's, for argument's sake, I also have a really annoying personality, which was one of my biggest concerns about our hypothetical children, is that I just won't like them. Anyway, here I am, your ugly Nazi child. Not Nazi in philosophy, because hopefully we're raising them better than that, but, you know, accidental swastika on the forehead because of the weird way that my hair grows. Daddy, am I pretty? In your own way, yes. (laughs) That's just saying no. (laughs) No way is that saying yes. Okay, what's my own way, Daddy? (laughs) 
You're unique. <laughs> What's unique mean? I can't take this whole play seriously <laughs> at all. <laughs> no. No, no, no. This is the thing, though. I'm not saying, like, at this moment where you have to be like, oh, you have to be honest and be like, oh, you know, you're kind of ugly. Or, you know, you don't look really pretty. Again, I'm not saying that we should go, no, you're ugly. What are you saying? Okay, you do. You be the small child. Am I ugly? You did not do a very good small child voice. You sound like an adult man asking me if you're ugly. <laughs> Am I ugly? No. Why are you laughing? Because I'm Mickey Mouse. That's what I do when I pretend to be a kid. Okay, that's one way. You know what? I don't think it matters that you're... I don't think it matters how you look. What matters is who you are on the inside. And you're very smart and clever and you have good taste in books. You're dodging the question. <laughs> Pretty sure our child is not going to say you're dodging the question. I think you underestimate how smart kids can be sometimes. They I pick up like... on that. They, they, they go, Mommy refused to answer the question of whether I was pretty or not. And I'm pretty sure it's because I'm buttfuck ugly. <laughs> okay, well, for argument's sake, you love me. You married me. Mm-hmm. My mom told me I was a chunker as a child. And I turned out she just did. fine. Did you? Because you still go, I'm going to call me a chunker when I was a kid. <laughs> you were still looking at me going, do I look fat? Everyone <laughs> like, says don't. that. She said after she went for like a run or did something and went for a workout. I mostly say it facetiously. Also, there's nothing wrong with being fat. There is nothing wrong with being fat, unless your health is terrible. But In that case, it's not the fatness. It's your health. Anyway, point is, be healthy. We don't give a fuck what size you are. And I'm cussing again. Which of these episodes is my mom going to be able to listen to? None of these. None of these are going to be. We just assume she's not going to listen to these. We can never tell her. We can never tell her. So to our less than five very devoted but non-stalkery followers, which is our ideal audience, please don't tell my mom. Point being, I think we should raise our children not to care if they're pretty or not, so that if they are ugly, we don't have to worry about it. I would just much rather just kind of like restructure the definition of pretty so they think they're pretty because that's it the, the kids gonna get all sorts of screwed up i mean if you say if you say no or you just avoid the question they're gonna go through life thinking they're ugly okay, they're gonna have terrible self-esteem they are ugly they should be able to learn to embrace their ugliness and appreciate other things about themselves embrace their ugliness what are they gonna do <laughs> are they gonna go to a freak show and be like i belong here Maybe they shouldn't care about how they look. They should care about who they are as a human. Also, yes, here's but another. That's not how people do their thing. Let's take another angle on this, okay? So, let's say they're ugly. Mm-hmm. I don't think it matters whether or not we tell them they're pretty because if they are ugly, all of their peers are going to be telling them. All the time. Yes, yes, but you don't come. They don't come home in tears saying someone bullied me, and you go, "Well, the bullies have a point, honey." <laughs> Again, I'm not telling them they're ugly. I'm telling them to focus on other good things about themselves. They should always focus on good points about themselves. But I think it would be better if you just restructured the idea of prettiness, so that they focus on that rather than saying, "Well, you know." <laughs> okay. Here we go for argument's sake again. You've always been very pretty. Uh-huh. For example, one time in Pittsburgh, we got on a bus, 
and some guy was making fun of Ian because he was taking forever to give the bus driver his money and like swipe the card or whatever. And he was yelling, pretty boy, from the back of the bus. And it was great. I was pretending I didn't know either of them. And then the bus driver ran to the back of the bus to defend Ian's honor and force this guy off the bus. That's how pretty Ian is. I am, was born in Korea. I'm Korean-American. I was pretty much the only Asian girl I knew growing up. I didn't think I was pretty until I got to college, and I still turned out fine. And actually, you know what? I think I am better for it. Okay, first of all, in the in the example you gave me, you weren't like, does the person think they're pretty or not? It's because they just like are just kind of weird looking. It's much different if you internalize your you know surroundings versus having but here's your the thing. parents. I was never going to look pretty according to what my society's standards were. So instead, I focused on being really fucking smart. You did. And that was good. You did. I'm much happier being smart than pretty. Though for the record, I do. But think now I'm you pretty. think you're pretty because you left. Well, I am pretty. It's a fact. <laughs> <laughs> but if I wasn't pretty, yes. I'd still have the smartness and my focus on that. Because here's yeah. the thing. I do think I'm pretty. doesn't really matter that much. Mm-hmm in my day-to-day -day life because my initial upbringing of myself was to focus on other qualities. That's great. I was but, never going to have blonde hair and blue eyes. But did your mom come home? <laughs> did you come home and you asked your mom if you were pretty? And what did she say? I don't think I ever asked. Well, she probably would have said you are pretty. All those dumb white girls don't know what they're talking about. She called me a chunker. I think we established that my mom is not the helpful one in this well, scenario. <laughs> I'm the white thing. <laughs> <laughs> My mom is not the helpful one in this scenario. Robin is a tough love parent. A tough love, but I'm pretty sure if you asked, she would have said, you're pretty, don't listen to them. Well, no one ever called me ugly to my face. But I had the sense that I looked really different from everybody else. I, and that I was agree. not in a good way. I agree with you that people should try to focus on more substantial things like their intelligence and their you know maturity and all that good stuff instead of, like, their looks. But I just don't think that's wholesale, uh, wholesale argument for just saying, you're ugly. Again, I have never said that we tell them they're ugly. I've said that we raise them not to care if they're ugly. Yes, but the omission, they will note the omission. <laughs> no, I'm just going to focus on ugly things about them. Or, or, here's a good one. If we talk about their appearance, we talk about their body in terms of utility, not aesthetic. Wait, what? Utility? So instead of being like, you're pretty, your eyes are so pretty, you can be like, your legs are so strong, look how fast you can run. That kind of work. That might work. Oh no, Ian is the hiccups. I know. <laughs> We're not going to talk about how we cure the hiccups. <laughs> it is not appropriate. But I'm going to tell you it's not appropriate. So my five devoted non-stalkery listeners, who are strangers to me, and do not know me, can really ruminate over what possible way we could be using to solve the hiccups. They have four followers. I'm pretty sure we know all of them. I know, but Ian, I'm really hoping eventually that we'll accumulate these less than five non-stalkery devoted strangers who are going to go through our backlog and they'll like that I called out to them in this episode. 
You have very specific dreams, but we'll move on from that. I think I won this argument. I think I won this argument. What are you talking about? I'm pretty sure I won. <laughs> Here's the thing. We have agreed. This comes that to a person turns... she thought she wasn't pretty. <laughs> yes, and I'm better for it. Uh-huh. Point being, we have both agreed that we should raise children who don't care what they look like. Other think, than that I they think... are clean and healthy and able to, you know, hike or run faster, do whatever we want them to do. we have come to common ground on that issue. But if they came to our faces and said, do you think I'm pretty? I'm definitely going to say yes. <laughs> Regardless if there's a, you know, piece of plywood sticking out of their head. <laughs> well, if they are pretty, I'll be like, sure, whatever. But don't you think it's more important that you're smart? Yes. And I'll take a similar attack. But if they... <laughs> Bluntly asked me, because that was... At what age did you start swearing in front of your children? Um, well... High school? I don't know. I'm trying to think of one of my parents. I mean... I really wasn't allowed to say stupid for a long time. My parents cussed in front of me, like, you know, when they're really pissed off. But they try to keep it to a minimum. And I wasn't allowed to say stupid when I was in, like, elementary school. So... Not sure. My point being... Maybe we should swear in front of them and when they go, do, do you think I'm pretty? You can be like, oh, who gives a fuck? So they know it's real? Yeah. I'm probably not going to say that to like an elementary school kid. <laughs> but I will. We uh, have HBO. They're going to know it all anyway. I'll probably say, who gives a hoot nanny? A hoot nanny. So you've turned into like an old British lady in this scenario. That's an American term, hoot nanny. Is it? I don't know the origin. I don't know, but it sounds very American. Strangers listening, if you know the origin of hoot nanny, please drop it in the comments. Also, leave us a five star review. I don't even know if you can do that. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, should we move to a different different argument? We have many arguments about our hypothetical children. Sports. All right. Would you like to raise the question? Okay, so the question is. Should we make our kids, our hypothetical, hypothetical kids. kids, play sports or not? Team sports. Team sports. Not individual sports. Team sports. And I'll tell you why. I'm of the yes category. I'm of the strong no category. Because team sports basically force people you know, to sacrifice their you know, own interest for you know, the greater team. It's on a minor scale, but it's still like an important, like lesson in part later on in life. So they have to give, they have to practice, they have to exert themselves for their team to do well. That's why it has to be a team sport. So I'm like, if you have a kid, they need to do like soccer or, you know, football, not football, but um, basketball, baseball. Jesus, this is so many. No, no, not all of them. Just one of those. And they don't even have to do like all year, just like just part of the year. The season. I would like to mention that Ian played team sports for his entire life growing up. Uh-huh. He does not play any now. He has not sought it out his adult life. I never played a sport or a team sport. And, I did and, horseback and, ride. And it shows. <laughs> and you married me. I know. <laughs> but, Here's the thing. Sure, whatever. Learning to work in a team is important because employers are going to ask you about it forever in every interview you ever have. Mm-hmm. It's a stupid question. No one really likes being on a team. But I think that you don't have to be in a sport to learn teamwork. I also think if you suck on your team sport team, 
then you're not going to learn teamwork. You're just going to learn what it is for your whole team to hate you. Okay. First of all, <laughs> teamwork, yes, you can learn teamwork other places, but sports are the best place to do it as a kid. I don't think so. I think we could put them in band or orchestra or a play. No, absolutely not. Oh my God. Yes, absolutely. No, no, no. I was Here's in those a, things. That's a teamwork. You have to exert yourselves for the greater good. First of all, and you can band and orchestra aren't really that competitive. Ian, I'm sorry. Were you in band or orchestra? No. I was. They're very competitive. You compete. You I, go to marching band competitions where you are judged against other schools. And there are winners and there are losers. Yes. But you play at sectionals. You can also do duets and trios. There are many different competitive but, ways to play music. But it's totally different sort of competition versus like, you know, an actual like, you know, sport or something where you face off against an opponent on a field and they're trying to outsmart you on the field. That's a totally performative also, competition. Also, music is cerebral. Sports are only athletic. I don't, I don't understand that. What does that mean? It means if you do music, you're getting to use your brain. And you're learning teamwork, and if you do sports, you're just like running around feeling inadequate. That is, <laughs> no one uses their brain in sports. I'm not a good runner. <laughs> what do you mean they're not using their brain in sports? <laughs> they have to make a decision at some point during a sport. It's not just like they're on some sort of like guider rail, again, driving the ball really, towards the net. Really bad. What if they're the one who's not helping their team succeed, but First dragging all, their team down? There is a sport for everyone that. You, you know, leverages different skills. So first they can find the right sport. That's cool. Then... You have to try sports to find the right sport. That What's wrong with trying sports? Why would you want to do things that you're going to be bad at and then commit to them oh for a goodness. season? You just, you just, first of all, practice. That's a, that's a good lesson from team sports. You have to get better by practicing. And okay, but sometimes you just aren't yourself. going to be very good at things. Sometimes you aren't. But that's the point. You try the sports when they're kids. See what they like. If they like something, typically what if they they'll, hate they'll it? do it. Then you move on to the next sport. What if they hate all of them? Then I guess they're going to die young. Because <laughs> they'll be... They'll be <laughs> Unhealthy? Unhealthy. And That's not they won't true. be able to get a job. Also, <laughs> listeners, I think it's worth noting here that, first of all, I got a job and I never played a team sport. Uh-huh. Second of all, Ian will not expect, <laughs> accept sports like tennis, which would maintain health but are played individually or even like cross country where you compete individually and also as a team. I, I don't really know how cross country works in team sport. You run real fast in the woods. So basically individual sport and you hope everyone does. As and well if everyone you. does well, then your team does well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, which would also be health. So don't try to pretend this is about health. It's not about it's health. It's partly about health. I'm not saying it's all about health. It's mainly the team part. that I'm Again, I still think you can learn team Teamwork and other activities, and I also think, like, what is the point of making our unathletic children play sports they hate, especially if they're not, if you're not going to do well, maybe the best thing you can do for the team is not play. That, that is terrible. <laughs> is it, though? No. You still have to practice with them, and you still get to help the team out. What if you're really I bad and your whole team bench, hates you? And I still practiced every day, and people liked me for it. They don't hate me. Okay, but what if you have the? What if you're in a small town and everyone has to play, and you're really bad? So whenever you're out there, every the whole team loses. Well, it's a small town, so if you probably left. They didn't. Have, they don't have an option. Have to forfeit. 
That did not happen in Harbor Springs. It was a small town. It was a small town, but every <laughs> they were just starved for players, right? And I bet, I bet if you. I so, just don't know why it has to be sport. I agree that our hypothetical children should learn how to work with other people, but I don't think that it has to be sports that they learn it from. They don't. Okay. They're going to learn it from others, you know, sp- you know, places and stuff. But the absolute, like, best way to just impart those lessons is through sports at that age. Do you, hey, how, how, how do you like group projects? I hate group projects. Exactly. I'm sorry, do you like group projects? No. No one likes group projects. That's my point, though. No one likes group projects in, like, an academic setting or doing, like, anything else. But your love of team sports but didn't make you better at group projects. You still hate them. I hate them, but I'm pretty good at them. I'm, I'm also gonna, I'm, very good at them. I'm pretty good at them. I'm extremely good at them. What are you talking about? <laughs> you are good at them, but I have a feeling you carry the team on your back. Yeah. And no one else did the work. Ever the people did work because I am a good I remember you complaining about people not doing work. I don't think whether they're in team sports or not, they would have done the work if they didn't want to. Mm-hmm. The people who wanted to help helped and the people who didn't want to help didn't help. Mm-hmm. Which is also a good lesson to learn in life. Mm-hmm. And again, what if they hate sports? What if they just hate them? They just don't like it. So you're forcing them to do something, to learn some arbitrary lesson that they're already going to learn in other parts of their life just because you want them to do it and they have no enjoyment out of it whatsoever. And viewers can't I, I, see you shaking your head. Yes, but that is all I can express. They're, I'm telling you, sports are the best way to get kids to get those lessons early. You don't sit around with a group and like do math problems because usually what happens is there's somebody smarter or else they do the math or something like that for them or band they can be in band but band is different because it's not like competitive of, of, it's it a is form, competitive it's not competitive on a field you just kind of sit you, why does you it have to be on a field because it's you versus the other team so it's you having to work yes, together in to band, outsmart it is the other you guys versus the other teams Yes, but you aren't, like, on the field dodging also, people and trying to Also, here's another sick. thing. You know what? Just because, so in band, you compete against other schools. But also, while someone will win, you can still do well. I feel like in sports, it's just like you win or you lose. You either suck or you don't. Yes, that's a good hard life lesson. But why can't you be like, I don't think sports actually leave a lot of space for we didn't win, but we did a really good job. And you can have that feeling in band because you can have high scores but not be the best. You can have that in sports. No, I think people are pretty fucking obsessed with winning and losing in sports. They are obsessed with winning and losing, like most also, things in life. Also, but- what if our children then think they should be competitive athletes at like an Olympic level and they're not very good? Wait, that's, a, that's what you're worried about? I tell you how many kids that's I went to high school with who were like, I'm going to be, well, actually, I went to a nerdy high school, so it was mostly guys being like, I'm going to be a professional gamer. None of them are professional gamers. Half of them tried to be white rappers, and they just live with their parents in their basement, not doing anything. I think we both agree we don't want our kids to be like that. (laughs) I just don't think they should have to play sports. I also don't think that we should force them to do activities they don't enjoy as children. Let them be children. Let them have a good time. Go climb a tree. I understand. Children today are overscheduled. True. Absolutely agree. And you're trying to overschedule them so they With can try a every sport, sport, a sport, every sport to find the one they like when maybe they just won't like any of them. Kids back in the '60s would go and have a sport and they weren't overscheduled. Why was that changed now? 
I just don't think that they should be forced to do it if they don't want to do it. If every week they're like, oh, I don't want to go to practice, why are you making them go? Because they have to learn. But you just said that themselves. they're going to learn that in other parts of their lives. Yes, but not as acutely. But why can't we just let them choose an activity they like and run with it? Because the whole point of team sports is that it's a part of a team. Yes, you're on a team and things outside of sports. Yes, but not as acutely. <laughs> you don't know. You never did anything else. <laughs> what do you mean I didn't do anything else? What were your activities in school? I did sports. I was a part of clubs. I... That was about it. So you basically did sports. I did sports and clubs and stuff. But you didn't do band or orchestra, either, which I did both. No. Very teamwork-oriented. I also competed by myself playing the oboe and with other people in small groups, which, again, team sport. I played piano, had to do some concertos. So that's, again, four people playing together. If one of you messes up, everything is messed up. People are depending on you to get your part right so that together you can make something better. Is not that not the definition yes, of what you're getting you're out of team sports? Following a script. What's your point? The whole idea of sports is that, first of all, you, you can't have a script because you're playing an opponent who's okay, going to screw on. it up. Okay, hold on. I'm sorry. Do not all sports have, like, plays and stuff that you're doing? Yes, they have plays, but you have to react to how okay, the other team Okay, what about in a play, in the theater, someone messes up their line, you have to react. That's not oh, following the script. That's a, that is a way, every play oh, so in sports, like every now, second in sports. Now you're talking about teamwork versus learning how to improvise. These are two separate skills. Improvising in a team sport, you have to like get in the zone with somebody else and try to figure out what they're thinking. And I then just think through they can learn practice, these in other activities. You are able to react to each other's moves and anticipate each other's moves. I think Why is that a valuable skill in, in orchestra, real life? Like an orchestra, you're just playing according to the music sheet. And then you're just going to keep doing it. If somebody messes up, you're going to be pissed off. But it doesn't change the way you do your thing. You just keep going. And you just kind of keep doing your, you know, playing the notes. And somebody else is struggling. In sports, if something's going wrong, you usually have to go help them out. Or you try to get in a position. Or your teammates don't help you and they just hate you for being bad at things. Kids are mean, Ian. <laughs> Kids are mean, and I didn't experience that during sports, but you usually have to practice and get better for the team, or you have to basically find another sport if you don't feel like that's the sport for you, or you have to basically have a conversation with your team member and just tell them to shut the hell up. Why don't we just let them watch Rudy a lot as children? That's what's going to teach them team sports, Rudy. Well, it's going to teach them to be nice to people and that team's important. We can also throw in Remember the Titans. And bonus, they'll learn both that teamwork is important and also so is not being racist. True, but I'm pretty sure that tons of people, all sorts of people have seen movies and they still come out of those movies thinking, that's a great movie and they are still dickheads. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure lots of people have played team sports that are still dickheads. Actually, I think one of the largest populations of dickheads in the entire <laughs> world is the NFL. <laughs> They're great team players. They're great wife beaters. They are. I'm not saying that, like, people These who are play, the people you want them to look up to, Ian? No, no, no. I'm not saying people who play sports are the best 
role models or the people that you should become. I'm saying that the actual activity itself imparts important lessons. I'm just saying we don't need to force them to do else. it because they can learn the lessons elsewhere in a different way and also enjoy their lives, Ian. Okay. Also, all these high school football players are losing You're, so many brain cells. That's true. We probably will, will maybe steer kids away from football. Well, at least won't let them play until high school. When they can lose the brain cells the most. I played high school football, and I know the joke you're gonna you're setting up for. But I played high school, and look how I turned out. Don't I didn't say, play team sports, and you still married me and are deeply in love with me. So yes. what does that tell you? It tells you that we can all come together. Right, and we can let the kids do what they want. Also, yeah. we're at we're out of time. We're out of time. I just want to wait. What are these other activities that you, are you going to make them do it? No, I'm going to let them choose. I think what we do is they have to do something because it's not good for them not to do anything, but we give them like a big list of things and say, what if these look fun to you? And it can have musical activities, it can have sports activities, it can have academic decathlons and like weird theater things. There'll be a whole range of activities, many with team components, and they can choose which one they want to do. And they can do different things. And we aren't going to tell them not to play sports except for football. Because I don't want my children to be stupid. <laughs> but then they'll have the option. You have, like, no time, but you can make your final statement, which is that you agree with my plan. <laughs> no. No. This marriage is a team, and I'm in charge. <laughs> See? She didn't play team sports. And we're married, and we've been together for eight years, and he picked me, This is so... what happens if you're a band kid. You just think you're the boss of everything. <laughs> I'm not the boss. I just think I have a good plan, and I think you're being unreasonable. <laughs> You're going to hear me out. <laughs> All right. You married me. I mean, our kids are screwed. So you chose me. Regardless of the tactic we take, our kids are screwed. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Sorry, right. hypothetical children. Bye. Goodbye. Rate and review, if you can. Oh, that's bad. <laughs>